0: It's going to be a fabulous chat. I can feel it in my bones.
1: Yeah, Um, it's going to be a controversial chat. (laughs) Is it? Oh, I'm so excited. I love it.
0: Hello and welcome to Who Gives a Flux? a Doctor Who podcast. By now you know that my name is Mike and today I am joined... a fabulous man of many podcasts it's of
1: course simon hello simon hello how the devil are you i'm really good thank you very much mike i am really pleased to be here oh good and how have you been enjoying this marvelous weather
0: we've been having
1: Oh it's been a joy today. It's been so it's been lovely to have some sunshine at long last. It's felt like a very long winter this one,
0: hasn't it just? Oh, it's such a welcome thing to see that blue sky. We've been down to the beach a couple of times this weekend. It was just so
1: nice. So so nice. Love it. Yeah, you're very lucky having the beach right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we are very lucky. It's mm-hmm. it, it's literally across the road,
0: and uh, I, I can't complain. It's marvellous. <laughs> it's just marvellous. Um, so, yes, today we are here to talk about Doctor Who, obviously. And uh, <laughs> you, you've had quite a difficult task. You've had to choose your favourite and least favourite Doctor Who stories, choosing one per new who doctor so how has it been choosing these
1: well some are easy choices some i just know and others i'm just sat here puzzling and thinking well it could be that but i really like that what about this oh yeah. oh and so it's a really <laughs> tough thing to do i thought it would be easy so we've had enough years now to sort of think these things through um but it Turns out it's not easy at not, all, it never it's gets not any at easier. all. And we've and not quite had oh. enough uh, as much of time as I've had with the classic series, where I very definitely know my choices and I could just rattle those off straight away. But here, um, I, I said we haven't had long, we've we're sort of 18 years in, aren't we? Only 18 but, years, that's all, yeah, that, that's nothing, Nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Simon. How did you get into Doctor Who? Well, um. I started very young um, as a four-year-old. Um, wow. My mum sat me down to watch Destiny of the Daleks back in 1979. Yeah, I'm that old. <laughs> and um, as a, it was a, supposed to be a sort of 25 minutes where we could have time together, me and her, without my little sister being annoying around us. So my dad would take <laughs> her out and me and mum would sit and watch Doctor Who. And I don't think she quite anticipated that... Um, all these years later, I would still be sitting down and watching Doctor Who, and how it would grab my imagination. <laughs> um, and it did really, really quickly. I, I fell in love with the show very, very fast. And who can blame you? It's fabulous. It is. Oh, God, yes, it really, really is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, amazing. Okay, well, shall we jump right in then? Let's, let's go back to 2005. Let's start with The Ninth Doctor. I'm really intrigued to hear your
1: honorable mentions okay so my honorable mentions would oh god it's so (laughs) there's so many in that one season it's such a strong season it really Um, is yeah i there's very few duds in there but my honorable mentions would be end of the world okay because um uh for for a couple of reasons. First of all, I actually went and watched that with my mum and dad, which was really lovely. I went went home and and watched that one with them because oh. they wanted to my mum said, "Well, you it's new Doctor Who. You've got to come round and watch one with us." So, I watched that with them and that was gorgeous. And it was the first time cuz Rose was brilliant, but it seemed so fast and crazy and not different, but so new and and um it was very that... quite a change of pace well, yeah absolutely and so it sort of took a little while to sort of get as of as a viewer to sort of get the the rhythm of it and the end of the world was just so bizarre and wonderful and so doctor who <laughs> we're definitely in safe hands here we're, everything's going to be all right <laughs> yes yes it's kind of a a bright camp romp but in the best possible way Absolutely. And yeah. I could see how all of this was going to grab the next generation of children suddenly. Um, and it, yeah, there it, it was just, yeah, I came away from that. And then you had the really poignant ending and it was sort of toying with your emotions in a way Doctor Who hadn't really done that very often before. So yeah. it, it was new and exciting and, and shiny. So, yeah, it's a really great underrated episode, that one. Yeah, do you know what? I'm getting a much
0: better appreciation of this of it now, kind of the more I'm watching it and re-watching it over the years. I think at the time, I thought it was a bit crazy. Yes. <laughs> a bit wild. There's a lot going on. Well, there is, yeah. You know, and there it... is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then, then Br- Brittany just appears, jumps exactly. in. Exactly, you know? yeah. Think, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, it's sort of, it, it does encapsulate a lot of what Doctor Who was and then goes on to be. Mm-hmm. In a very clever way, and and seeing it through the eyes as well of um, Christopher Eccleston's Ninth Doctor, who has, you know, not long before this committed the the atrocity of destroying Gallifrey.
1: Yeah, then oh, to take absolutely. Rose to mm-hmm. go and
0: see the destruction of her world. There's just a lot of layers.
1: There is, yeah, and you don't realise how important a lot of those layers are until you look back at it at the end of the season and you can see, oh yeah, they've set this up beautifully. 100%.
0: Yeah, no, it's as a good choice. Good choice.
1: Any more mentions before we move on to slightly okay. more sourer subjects? <laughs> well, another honourable mention will have to be for Dalek, because just the way it reinvented the Daleks for the 21st century and took away all the things that audiences had laughed about in a Dalek over the twenty years before or whatever, um, and made them ferociously unstoppable and um, just the deadliest threat in the universe was was a wonderful thing and it is a great tense and clever episode. It's yeah, it's a great watch. Oh, I love Dalek. Good mm-hmm. choice, very good choice.
0: Love it. Tell me your dud. Go on, just just rip okay. it off. What is your dud?
1: Okay, my dud is probably the one that most people would choose, and it's the long game. And there's nothing actually wrong with the long game. It's just not quite as good as everything else in the season. I completely um, agree. Um, it's got a great performance from Simon Pegg. Um, great supporting characters. Um, it's it's really well made. It just doesn't quite. I think the series up to that point had been so exciting and so fast that here we've got one that's slightly slower, a bit more thoughtful. And obviously, at the time we were watching, we didn't realise how much it was setting up for the end of the season. Um, So, yeah, it just doesn't quite sort of um, hit all the bases. And I can remember that was one of the ones where I, I... glanced down at my watch to think, oh, how long has this been on? How much longer oh, have we got? <laughs> yeah. And that's always fatal, that is.
0: <laughs> it so is. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because you're right, it does have a function, and it does perform that function very well, and there are some really good performances. But there's just, there's something missing. It yes. hasn't got that, I don't know whether it's the heart, I don't know I don't know what it is. Perhaps too much focus on Adam.
1: Yeah, maybe that's maybe. it. Uh, mm-hmm. Sort of, and less of the Doctor and Rose who mm. we've come to love by that point. So I don't know. It's it's not bad. It's not actively bad. It's just not actively great. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, I, I'm
0: with you. I, I completely, yeah, I get you. I, and I and agreed. And I, di- I didn't realize until recently that the long game was a double banked episode. Yes, they, so it yeah, makes I, sense actually, doesn't yes. it? Yes. It does make sense, but it but it only clicked very recently that it was, and I was like, ah, oh, fair. It's a fair choice because, as you said, this is a very solid season, mm-hmm. very solid season. Okay, what is your favorite? What's your
1: stud? Well, I'm sure no one else is going to pick this, but my outstanding episode of series one is. Boomtown. Well, wow. there's that controversy you were pro- promising me. Yeah, Good grief. Tell me why. I, I just love Boomtown because it's a pause at the end of the season before between two great big exciting two part stories, and it's just a chance for the Ninth Doctor and Rose and Jack to relax for a minute and we don't see very much of this team together um so it's um i think it's a spectacular character piece it explores the doctor it explores rose it explores mickey and it explores um annette badland um back as uh, margaret Slavine, who um Again, it's like a bit of course correction who has shown that she could be brilliant in Aliens of London and World War III but didn't have the material. But here, she is written so phenomenally brilliant. And we've got a monster sat on the toilet, sobbing, contemplating killing a journalist... Um, we've got the magnificent teleporting scene which is just really really funny and never stops being funny yeah Um, but also we've got this underlying exploration of the doctor as someone who leaves and never comes back to find out what happens next Um, and that's something the show's never done before and it's it's brilliant, and the way that she's manipulated them all just to get what she wants when her first plan falls through is oh, it's just, I think it's a breathtaking episode, and and Rose and Rose gets to be um her character gets to be explored as well, and she's selfish and horrible, but also you can't help but like her. It's, it's so clever. Uh, how it is. It do that? she's so real, she is, she is so real, yeah, and she reacts exactly how. Oh, how people do it's it's really underrated it's funny and it's moving and it's clever and yeah i just absolutely love it i've loved it since first transmission wow
0: it's it's a really good choice and you're right it is a completely underrated episode i mean for me it was a thrill to see cardiff be cardiff on screen rather than mm-hmm. pretending to be other places that was quite nice yeah, and um, it, I think
1: it was a thank you, wasn't it, to how the city had embraced Doctor Who in that time, yeah, which is a lovely really thing was. to do. It's beautiful. And it looks great on screen as well, which is amazing. Yes. Um,
0: and I think that the the standout for me in this episode is, other than Annette Badland, is Mickey. I actually mm-hmm. think that Noah Clarke d- does a really good job in the emotional stuff about just being strung along by rose all this time and, and 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 seeing thinking of what he's been through in the series actually as a oh role, yeah having a year of being in questioned by the police for rose's potential murder when she wasn't there and just you know she he drops everything for her and she lets him and loves yeah. it it's so selfish and you know Absolutely. she is nineteen. You know, yeah. I I get that she hasn't got the maturity of other people. But you're right; you still have some. Still, somehow, end up on her side.
1: Yeah, it's it's so such brilliant writing from Russell. Really, really is. Oh, and that marvelous scene as well in the restaurant between oh. the Doctor and and
0: Margaret. I oh. mean, it's just hilarious
1: yeah it really is and yeah the way he's got the mouth spray ready to for the point point. <laughs> right. uh, and we don't know quite often Christopher Eccleston ste- seemed a little bit um unsure about the comedy side of it but here he's really nailed it he's really he sort of worked out what he's doing and it's such a shame he didn't have very much longer to to explore that yeah, agreed. I mean, it's
0: a difficult line to tread the tone of being kind of serious and, and then and then funny and sometimes oh, yeah. both at the same mm-hmm. time. That's a tricky thing to do. And, um, you know, in, in some ways, it's funny, I think of Boomtown, I do think of Margaret Sladeen. I feel like that character and her performance sort of stole the show.
1: Yes, or very much so. <laughs>
0: you know in a good way <laughs> yes. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a very good way
1: because it's really nice to see that remorse and that, and that sort of you
0: know coming to terms with what you're actually going to do um plus i know it sounds a bit selfish but it's lovely to hear the welsh accent on screen because we don't oh, be yes it and there's a lots of welsh accents in that there's episode. lots yeah mm-hmm. lovely good good choice And uh, you're the first person to choose that i wonder if anybody else will well, I hope so. I hope I someone hope else so loves too. it as much as I do. Yeah, I hope so too. What a good shout. Well, shall we move on to Okay, David Tennant's 10th Doctor. Do you have honourable
1: mentions for me? Yes. Lay it on. Okay, so I would like to make an honourable mention for the marvellous Partners in Crime, which is a, a Beautiful romp, an absolutely splendid start to a season. Um, with um David Tennant and Catherine Tate instantly just at the height of um well I at the height of their powers, but they go on to be so much better, even even then. Um but but you can I feel just, it, can't you? In yeah, this Yeah, first you can feel one. something magical mm. is, is coming mm. and it's played wonderfully. The farce at the start where they're in the same room but they don't know it is is (laughs) beautifully played and the and the incredible mining scene which again is another bit that just makes me laugh every time because Capricorn is so brilliant. Just perfect timing. Oh yeah. Exactly, and the fact that Miss Foster has been watching it the whole time, but the two of them are so wrapped <laughs> up in each other, they haven't even noticed. Is is excellent, it and is. then and but also you get the wonderful moving scenes with um with Bernard Cribbins and Catherine Tate, oh, where yes. she's she's been so lost since um, the Runaway Bride. Uh, it's just it's just another example of Russell almost it feels effortless and I'm sure it's not effortless and so much work goes into it, but it's just Doctor Who is on a roll at this point and it's, yeah, it's, it's great. Such a good choice. This one has a lot
0: of emotion in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's not sort of, it's not soppy or overwhelming or cheesy. It's just played just right. Yes. And I think we all at that point where Donna's talking to Wilf on that hillside, I think we all identify so much that if we had met the doctor and then walked away, you know, we were Donna in that moment. We'd all as families. Really ourselves really were. Oh, wouldn't yeah. we just mm-hmm. and, and and her determination of being like, Don't worry, I'm gonna find him.
1: I, I know what I'm looking for now. I know what I want. I, I'm gonna yeah. get there. Oh, And then, just when you think it's all over, Rose appears. (gasps) And that was a... I was sat with with friends watching that. And we all just went... We all just gasped together. (laughs) Like, oh, my God! (laughs)
0: Oh, that's amazing. I think I gasped. I would have been by myself Mm -hmm. in my living room because nobody else watched it with me. I just remember thinking, what the hell?
1: Yeah. And that was so unexpected. And, oh, yeah, wonderful.
0: And then she just faded away. Yeah. What is going on? What was,
1: go- what was that about?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't really even know how she faded away. But we're not going to get into the sciencey no. <laughs> stuff of it. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't no, matter. It
1: was just and, really cool. <laughs> and the fact that Donna
0: has a hat box. Yeah, I just think I couldn't love this woman more. <laughs> She's ready for anything. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. that that good. That isn't even your best one.
1: That's an honourable mention. No. It's just mm-hmm.
0: so good. Do you have any more honourable
1: ones? Oh, well, but there's so many in this era. I could, I could go on all night. So I will we'll keep it brief because we've got another couple of eras to cover yet. <laughs> True, um, true. So um, I will just leave that as my honourable mention. Oh, great choice. Mm-hmm. Great,
0: great choice. Amazing. Okay, so tell me, what would be your least favourite then of the Tenant era?
1: Are you ready? Oh, I am. Um, Because <laughs> I am possibly one of the very few people who cannot stand Blink. Whoa, hang on a
0: second. I need a sip of something. Wait, give me my tea. Hang on.
1: <laughs> okay, I am prepared. Please tell me why. It's it's really complicated to, to explain because I watched that episode in stony silence thinking, I don't get the what is this about i don't get this and i was there i was watching my i was looking at the time all the way through i wasn't emotionally involved in it i wasn't scared by it i just thought it was i not a ridiculous episode i i it just left me absolutely cold and i could see objectively why it's really great and why he worships it. But I I turned around to my partner at the time, Steve, and just said, well, that's the one that's going to destroy Stephen Moffat's um, reputation forever. That was awful. Wow. And, and then I went online and thought, no, I'm, everyone else has seen something in this that I don't get. It just absolutely, and I've tried, I've watched it again a few times, and every time I still come away with it with the same feeling that it's ever so clever. It's really good. But it just doesn't engage with me at all. Interesting. So, how would you feel about Sally Sparrow? I mean, she's all right. I, I just thought I remember, I think she's she has played absolutely tremendously. Um, but I was just there thinking, oh, Sally and um Sally Sparrow, Larry Nightingale. Oh, it's <laughs> so obvious. They're gonna get together, they've got yeah. bird names. Yes, oh, <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's just oh and all this oh the angels have have got the police box and i was just there thinking oh this is just this is just words this is just leaving me absolutely i've got no engagement with this whatsoever apart from the old billy shipton scene which i thought was really incredible and really moving oh very. that was it yeah so yeah I'm, i'm afraid even to this day i just don't get why that episode is so loved and i think maybe every fan has one where it's an absolute stone cold classic that you just don't get i think that's probably true
0: i, I agree mm-hmm. with with you there well so tell me then so so t- how do you feel about the weeping angels then and and their their future appearances well the thing is
1: i absolutely loved flesh and stone and um the time of the angels, of the angels thought, yeah yeah i thought that was a great story and i could understand i so I'm not, I'm I'm, I'm not at all. Not no, Is it the not... fact that it's a Doctor Light episode then? Maybe, it, it... maybe. I just, As I said, I just couldn't tell you because so many people have asked. Because every time I reveal this, everyone just goes, "Oh no, you can't not like that." And it's just, it's just one of those things. I think sometimes things. things just do not hit, land with you. And yeah, that's of course. My one.
0: Yeah, that's that is fascinating to me. Because I suppose watching it first time, you you know, it depends on your mood of the day of the day, mm-hmm. how you're feeling, what you've got going on in your life. Um and, and sometimes things don't connect with you yeah. and you don't connect with them. And then sometimes, I mean, with Doctor Who, I mean, you're like me, we re-watch them where we discuss mm-hmm. them, we're involved in discussions with people, and then recording them on podcasts. Um, <laughs> and and so the there's 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 more to it. There's there's analysis and there's 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 gen there's a deeper level of thought, I think. Um and so it's fascinating that that such I mean on IMDB it gets a nine point eight yeah, rating. Absolutely. Oof. <laughs> and I mean, I thoroughly enjoy the episode. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. I look forward this run. I think actually, from sort of, I mean, I I like 42. I'm going to put it out there. I mm-hmm. think I'm in the minority there. So, like, but from 42 to, to the end is a great run of episodes. Oh yeah, that absolutely. Series. And it's just and yeah, blink just dips for me. <laughs> just dips for you. Fascinating. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. fascinating. You did promise me controversy. I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's two controversial choices two. out of the
1: free We've talked about Flip so
0: far Gosh, I'm gonna need a stronger drink, I think. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, very mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, so then let's let's go let's rise higher. Take me to your stud of the ten. Okay.
1: era. For me, it's school reunion. Good choice. Tell me why. Because um as a very young fan, as as we mentioned, when I was sort of uh, four years old and getting into Doctor Who, the first thing in Doctor Who that I really absolutely loved was K-9. And just the unexpected joy of K-9 coming back to Doctor Who in 2006 absolutely made my year. Uh, it was something i could never have predicted and to see children like mine my, my young nephew who was um who was 5 at the time fall in love with k9 the same way i did made uh, just made my my heart sing but it's a beautiful episode about what happens after the doctor leaves and being a, a fan of controversial opinions when i was growing up i wasn't a huge fan of sarah jane smith okay um, I don't know. Again, I don't. I think some of it was just me being um, a stroppy teenager a lot of the time <laughs> and thinking, well, everyone else loves her, so she can't be that great. <laughs> you know, and being, uh, being that sort of uh, contrary kind of, yes. well, if everyone else loves her, I'm not going to. I'll yes. be the one. I will resist. But, yes. But I absolutely fell in love with her in school reunion. She was so good and it was so moving. And everyone always points out the scene where she knows that it's the doctor and she's seen the TARDIS. Um, And that's beautiful. But I really love the scene in the staff room before that, where the doctor's on the back foot and she doesn't know. And she is so lovely. And just the way she just says, hello. And it's just, oh, oh, it's so warm, isn't it? It's so oh. lovely, and and it's such a beautiful performance. And she's so, and Elizabeth Sladen was so protective of the character that you know she wouldn't have come back for just anything. And it's just it's just perfect, absolutely perfect. And then on top of that, you've got Anthony Stewart Head, and you've got that phenomenal confrontation between the Doctor Ooh. and him at the swimming pool, where oh, it's like a tinnister. western where they're facing off each other. It really is. And, and Anthony Stewart Head describing the Time Lord as dusty senators. It's, yes. so, it's so good. It's just a lovely script. And um, I love that Rose and Sarah are catty with each other to begin with and then form this lovely bond by the end. It's, yeah, it's a, a lovely, lovely little story. And I'm so glad it gave us Liz Slayden at the end of her life, sadly, yeah. another chance to to be a star, and oh, she certainly was. (laughs) Oh,
0: such a star. Absolutely Mm -hmm. such a star. Um, I mean, I haven't watched all of the Sarah Jean adventures yet. I'm actually working my way through them at the moment, um, because I think it sort of missed me at the time when it came out. I, I, I was happily watching doctor who but it was a bit too young if that makes sense Mm -hmm. in kind of content but now i'm a little bit older and wiser i'm happy to embrace the young (laughs) oh Um, absolutely i uh,
1: hit when i was just into my 30s so i was just far too old so i was just going to embrace it and go with it yes exactly (laughs) exactly
0: so Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm i'm really enjoying um absorbing more of that but really this was my first experience of Sarah Jane and Oh, and
1: what a way to start with. Her. Oh,
0: it was beautiful. And canine. There was my first of yeah. both of these mm-hmm. actually. And it was just it's it's a really great episode. It's sort of um it's a really good example of of what it of of new who in a way. Having that respect for the classic series and being able to do such justice to a character coming back who a lot of the new audience wouldn't have known, but that her Mm -hmm. performance and the gravitas of what she brings to it and the subtlety and just like her warmth, You, you can't help but fall in love with her and understand the pain that she went through. And actually knowing that Rose needs to understand this,
1: Yes, that was so important for the audience at the time, oh. because although we didn't know it, we uh, Rose was going to go at the end of the season, so it needed to be sort of set up for the audience so that they understood what happens next. Yeah, in, in that way, mm-hmm. it's perfect. It's yeah. just,
0: it's so, and you're right, Anthony Head then coming in with that really mm-hmm. sinister performance, which could have gone over the top, <laughs> but yeah, I but think he, he put, it holds it. Yes, I agree, I agree and um oh yeah you're right i think it's a really good episode yeah
1: and just at the end when the new canine turns up and sarah and K9 are trundling off and the doctor's come back into her life and he's fixed her and she's ready to embrace life again it's just it's so lovely It's so hopeful.
0: Yes, it's so hopeful, and and I also love the fact that because obviously since then I have gone on and watched some of Sarah Jane in Classic Who, and you know she got to say goodbye, and got him to say goodbye and be like, no, this time you're going to say goodbye properly, and we're going to part like adults because we are, you know. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, equals. I loved it. Yeah, it's a great episode. Good choice, Simon. Oh, I'm okay. loving these. I'm loving <laughs> these. Now, let's jump. Let's Geronimo
1: into the 11th okay. Doctor. Tell me, Matt Smith Honourable Mentions. Okay, well, again, this is an era that I really like. Um, for me, Honourable Mentions go to the God Complex, which I think is a really... A really interesting episode it's not a big arc episode it's not a big river song episode or anything it's just there and it's uh, it's really great it has really interesting things to say and is beautifully directed <laughs> See, now this is
0: one of those episodes, right, where I have seen it several times, okay? Um, But for some reason, it doesn't stick with me. Every every time I watch it, I feel like I'm watching it for the first time. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing, um, but... It doesn't fill me with joy. And I and i think oh. it's, it's yet to click with me. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, I am on a rewatch right now and I've just got to the 11th Doctor. And I'm quite yeah. looking forward to getting to these episodes that I don't resonate as well with, if you know what I mean. The yeah. God Complex has come up with some other people I've spoken to. And okay. it's, it's interesting. So, yeah, but
1: why, why is it so good? I... I think it's just really clever and has great things to say about the fears that you carry inside you Yes, and um, and about religion without actually judging anyone about their religion and their beliefs. It's, it's really nicely done. And I think the character of Rita is one of those wonderful sort of subset of characters where you could absolutely see her as a companion and there for, for a long time um but she's gone by the end of the episode it just sits with me quite nicely that one yeah interesting i'm I'm genuinely really looking forward to re-watching it i'm
0: kind of getting a deeper understanding of it mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's certainly it's i'm looking forward to that i
1: am interesting and it keeps uh-huh. coming up so people seem to really like it yeah i think mm. yeah it's one of those ones that everyone thinks is good but they never sort of it's not excellent it's never yeah. quite that step up i wonder if it's one of those sort of underrated episodes that suddenly everyone will look back and think oh do you know what actually that was a bit of a classic and we've we've sort of dismissed that one for for quite a while for the other kind of shiny sparkly ones that are bells and mm-hmm. whistles over here yeah i get what you're saying interesting
0: interesting any more honorable mentions
1: um yeah I, i'm gonna um just mention stephen moffat's um first big season and en- um closer the pandorica opens and the big bang for being absolutely brilliant and again showing all the things that we'd fought in the season that were mistakes were not actually mistakes so that were carefully plotted in um like the doctor's jacket disappearing when yes. he's talking to to amy um and it's clever and it's beautiful and it does that Stephen Moffat thing that I think everyone eventually got sick of, of doing something completely different in part two to part one. But I love it. I really love it. It's a bit.
0: It, it's a really good, strong season finale, actually. Yes. And I think we, you know, obviously he becomes known for the complicated time travelly, mixed up narrative, seeing mm-hmm. things in the wrong order. Um, but here, it's it's very understandable. He gets it right here first time. It didn't confuse yes. people. I don't think it was simple enough, but also clever enough. Exactly. Uh, it's a, it's a really good balance.
1: Yeah, as someone said about Doctor Who, um, sort of in the seventies, it was it's um, clever enough for the children, but simple enough for the adults to follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly <laughs> what it
0: is. Uh huh. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Plus, you know, iconic Matt with his fez, with the with yeah, the exactly. <laughs> All of that starts here. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Shall we move on to
1: the unsavoury? The duck. okay. Go on then. Go on then. Tell me. Right. So my least favourite Matt Smith story is a good man goes to war. Well, tell me why. Because. Okay, it's one of those Stephen Moffat episodes where it's so portentous and pretentious that it's all the Doctor will rise so high, but he'll fall so low. And actually, he doesn't really do either of those things. <laughs> Agreed. He... I have a real problem with the Doctor raising an army to go into a great big battle that he knows that they're all going to die. I don't think that's particularly doctory. I know the situation sort of um, justifies it, maybe, maybe, but, <laughs> yeah. But um, and it does give us Strax and Vastra for the first time, which is a really good thing because I love the Paternoster Gang. Same, um, but I again, it's one of those episodes that I. The start of it is great with uh, Rory striding onto the cyber ship in his Roman gear, <laughs> being really cool and and things. But I just come away thinking, I don't like the Doctor acting like this. I don't. This isn't the Doctor that I know and love. And I'm and again, I'm not sure again that um, the whole um, Amy's baby plot is oh. a particularly great thing to to base anything around and having that it's just yeah it's very misjudged and i think a good man goes to war is very misjudged on top of that as well i think
0: i think you're right with it with the exception of a couple of moments like i do like the river reveal yeah li- that, mm-hmm. that's quite and then the music is beautiful underneath that and sort of the slow kind of comprehension of the audience and of amy and rory and, and of what of who she is and what it yes. means i like that and i i like you i like the paternoster gang i think they're incredibly good fun i, I really enjoy them um but the, the the baby melted in her arms oh it's
1: just horrible oh, absolutely not. Oh. why why would you think that was acceptable and and who would the bbc let that happen yeah who thought yeah oh that's fine yeah there's no problem oh. with that yeah no there is it's just a problem such a shame cuz there's so many great elements in that season but it's all kind of a little bit tainted by by that whole plot it is. Plus, it was the awkward sort of split
0: in the middle season. Yeah, that was played it... halfway part of the year, and then and then a few months later, it came back. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure that was necessary, really. No, I'm not sure that worked brilliantly either. No, no. So I do. I I understand. I understand your choices there. I do like mm-hmm. that Rory moment where he gets that kind of hero yes. walking mm-hmm. on Cyberman ships exploding. That that was quite cool. Yeah. But you're right. Mm-hmm. I've never really thought about it from the from the the Doctor's point of view. Bringing all these people
1: in to 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 die. You're
0: yeah, right. That's not, not
1: very yeah. Doctory. It's not. No. And a a sort of straightforward battle like that doesn't feel like the Doctor. The Doctor should be cleverer than that. That's how I feel anyway.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Same page. Same mm-hmm. page.
1: Let's talk about nicer things.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> tell me the tell me the stud of the 11th doctor. I era. have
1: been debating which two stories to choose from because there are two that I absolutely adore Ooh. and I am going to go for A Christmas Carol. Wow, A Christmas Carol. Tell me why. Yeah, because it's the Best Christmas special of them all. It looks so beautiful. I was going to choose the eleventh hour because um, okay. I'd never fallen in love with a doctor as quickly and as thoroughly um, as I did with Matt Smith. He just wowed, He wowed me from the moment his face popped up from the TARDIS in Amelia's garden at, yeah. in the eleventh hour, and I was yeah. just I wasn't expecting anything from this young actor. Um, who, yeah, who was far younger than me? And what was that about? <laughs> we can't have a doctor that's younger than me. For the first how dare time. he be young? <laughs> and then I loved him. And wow. um, *A Christmas Carol* was sort of the peak of, oh, this is this is a doctor I absolutely adore. He is he's on fire in that episode. He's the central character because Amy and Rory are off. But it's also got a beautiful performance from Michael Gambon, who is yes. is great. See and the way he subtly changes as the Doctor um manipulates his life just so that he can save those five hundred people. See, that's that's the Doctor that that's I love. The that's the Doctor who is yeah. going to go all out to to do that, and he does that by him by making Kazran fall in love and what could be more beautiful than that and turning up every christmas and doing all those christmases together is just a beautiful idea and against all the odds catherine jenkins proves to be a brilliant actress as well as a beautiful singer um and the song is wonderful and sends shivers down my spine every time i hear it it's just it's just lovely it is lovely, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's incredibly festive as yes. well, mm-hmm. and they don't all feel like that. No, there's a... but that's the one that just hits the spot for me every time, and I'd watch that every year and be. Do happy you?
0: <laughs> oh, that's lush. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's um, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when there's an episode, normally a special, when the doctor has to have a kind of companion of the week because the other companions aren't there yeah um i find it quite it must be it's a difficult thing to feel for these guest stars who you know are only in it once and you want them to have a complete story and sometimes it's done successfully and sometimes it's not but this was incredibly successful
1: yeah there's yeah, there's just such chemistry between everyone in this story, and the relationships are are beautifully explored. So yeah, I, I just think it's it's wonderful, and it's got one of Murray Gold's most beautiful scores as well. I think that he he does does really well here. Series five and and uh, and this Christmas special is sort of one of his peaks. I think it's it's really clever, really, because he
0: he does it is different to how it was in the Russell T Davies era, it does yeah. change. And yet it's still him. And that's Yeah, he so adapts clever. himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's very, very yeah. good. And if there was ever any doubt of if Matt could carry the show by himself, this completely cements it. Oh, absolutely. That's him as the Doctor. And, mm-hmm. it, it's, and a, it's a
1: very good yeah, choice. I've got the moment where he turns up, falling down a chimney because he just couldn't resist <laughs> couldn't That's resist it's so beautiful and so doctory. it's lovely <laughs> it is it is and the clever
0: use of not complicated time travel <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> which is which is just enough just what we needed and then no of course it's a christmas carol because it's a christmas carol yes and there's also a christmas song a christmas carol yeah and you know it, it's it's
1: It's on so many levels. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It 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 is a good, it's a very good special. Oh, Mm -hmm. it's a good choice as well as your studs. It's a very warm feeling. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very warm. I love it. I love it. And in part two, Simon and I continue our chat and we get to hear which episodes he's chosen for the remaining New Who Doctors. In the meantime, you can follow Simon on social media with the links in the show notes, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at whofluxpod. Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe. And if you want to be a part of the conversation, slide on into my DMs and let's chat Doctor Who.